Colorectal cancer is the second leading cause of cancer deaths in men and women combined. There are several risk factors for colorectal cancer. Many of them are lifestyle related. Being physically inactive, smoking, and heavy alcohol use are some of those risks. But if lifestyle is a factor, what can we do to maintain a healthy colon and try to prevent colorectal cancer from developing? Here to talk to us more about eating healthy and colonoscopies is Dr. Himanchu Desai. He's a gastroenterologist with St. Francis Medical Associates. This is Word on Wellness, the podcast from St. Francis Medical Center. My name is Prakash Chandran. So Dr. Desai, really great to have you here today. Thank you so much for being here. I'd love for you to start by briefly describing a colonoscopy and what you are capable of doing during this procedure. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure being with you. Colonoscopy uh, includes visualization of the uh, lower bowel through the rectum and into the colon. And sometimes we can even see the uh, last part of the terminal ilium where the uh, small bowel and colon collect. When we look in there, it's a real-time visualization of the uh, lining of the colon. And when we look at that, if we see any growth in there, the most common maneuver that we do is uh, tissue sampling which includes uh, cutting out that growth. Now, the whole purpose of the colonoscopy is to check for growths, as you're saying. I, I've heard them referred to as polyps as well. And are those like cancerous formations that are indications of something more serious? They're typically a precancerous. They grow slowly, but given enough time, some of these have become cancerous. So removing them prevents colon cancer. Understood. So, you know, you, you said given enough time, they could develop into something more serious like cancer. So what age is it usually necessary to have a colonoscopy? Currently, if you are of normal risk, which means that you don't have a family history of any polyps or cancers or uh, don't have any symptoms, you should start at the age of 45. Yeah. And, you know, I just turned 40, and it's something that I've been thinking about getting done sooner, uh, especially because in the news recently, Chadwick Boseman, who is oh, the lead yeah. for Black Panther, I heard that he got it at 42 or 43 years old, or he got cancer and unfortunately passed away. So, you know, should people that are concerned get their colonoscopy sooner just to be proactive and make sure nothing's wrong? If they're concerned, and particularly if they have symptoms or have family history, they can get it done earlier. But recently, we used to do it at the age of 50. And because of that concern, the uh, standard recommendation has dropped to 45, but it hasn't dropped to 40 yet. Okay. So you mentioned symptoms. What are some of the symptoms that might warrant a colonoscopy or concern? Rectal bleeding, that's uh, unusual. It's, it's worrisome. Weight loss, abdominal pain. Those would be the main symptoms that you would make you worry about getting it checked change in your bowel habit would be another uh, common symptom. Okay, that's helpful. So if during the colonoscopy you find polyps, talk to us about the process of treating or removing them. Is that something that you do during the colonoscopy or is that something that happens afterwards? Yes. So if we see that, there's different ways of cutting that tissue out. So that's a little bit technical. But either way, we tend, we aim to remove the whole tissue and then uh, examine it under the microscopes to see uh, what type of cells there are. And that gives us an indication whether this was a, uh, a precancerous polyp or a growth likely to cause any cancer. Based on that, then we usually give uh, recommendations on uh, follow-up colonoscopies, which commonly are at five years, but can be sooner if uh, there's more worrisome features. 
Okay. So taking a step back, could you talk to us a little bit about the process of the colonoscopy? Like from a patient perspective, what does PrEP look like? How long does the procedure take? And what does recovery look like? So the preparation for colonoscopy uh, typically involves uh, ingestion of a low-residue diet. So you're trying to avoid uh, leafy stuff or clear liquids for about a day or so. And then you get some laxatives or a, a lavage prep that cleans out the stool in your colonoscopy. And it's really important to do that well because if you get cleaned out well, we get a better look. And so you get, a, you know, you get more bang for your buck if you're cleaned out well and we get a better look. We find more polyps that way. Okay. And then after the colonoscopy, is there a regimen or some sort of recovery procedure that people have to go through? Usually you recover within half an hour or so, then you get discharged home. We do sedate you so that uh, you don't feel any of the testing. And because of the sedatives, you do need a person to look after you at home. And generally, you're at home for about 24 hours. You're not allowed to drive because of the sedatives, but you can uh, eat anything you want, really. There's no restrictions afterwards. Okay. One of the things that I mentioned up at the top of the episode was the risk factors that are modifiable, like lifestyle-related. So we talked about being physically active, smoking, alcohol use. Can you talk a little bit about colon health and how people can give themselves the, their best chance of not developing colorectal cancer? Uh, yes, yeah, so those are important factors there. You know, moderation in all of those and definitely stopping smoking. Regular exercise is good. Diet-wise, if you eat a consumption of fruits, vegetables, that's uh, helpful. Red meat kind of works against you for uh, colon cancer development. So you can help with that. Fiber is also important for colonic uh, health. So fruits, vegetables, nuts, legumes, is good for that as well. So Dr. Desai, one question I always like to ask, you know, as a gastroenterologist, you've probably seen hundreds of different patients. My question to you before we close is, what is one thing that you know to be true that you wish more patients knew either before they came to see you or just in considering their colorectal health? I think uh, for the whole population fiber, I would say we're point to increasing fiber in your diet from an early age. Uh, it's going to help your health overall, especially colon cancer health. And then obviously uh, getting yourself proactively checked after the age of 45. Yeah, that makes sense. And when we say fiber, are we talking about just eating lots of oatmeal? Is, are we talking about supplementing? What do you mean when you say that? No, oatmeal is a great, great form of fiber. Supplements are uh, useful when you can't really eat dietary fiber. So if you can eat a lot of fruits, vegetables, fiber, oatmeal, that's better than supplementing with fiber. And you want to get about uh, 22 to 24 grams of fiber in uh, if you can on a daily basis. Now, is that age dependent? Like I'm, I'm 40, is that 20, 22 grams or does that increase with age or decrease with age? It doesn't really change with age, but you do become a little bit more gassy with fiber as you get older. It's harder to tolerate. Yeah. Understood. We really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for being here. That's Dr. Himanshu Desai, a gastroenterologist with St. Francis Medical Associates. For more information about St. Francis Medical Associates or to make an appointment with one of our medical providers, you can call 855-599-SFMC or 7362. So that's 855-599-7362. You can also visit our website at stfrancismedical.org. If you found this podcast to be helpful, please share it on your social channels and be sure to check out the entire podcast library for topics of interest to you. 
Thanks for listening to Word on Wellness, the podcast from St. Francis Medical Center. My name is Prakash Chandran. Thanks and be well.